Spooky Countdown, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, and welcome to Makers.dev, episode number 76. Chris, how, uh, we just went through this, but hello. How, uh, uh, hello. What, what you up to? Uh, hi. Yeah, something is either wrong with our internet or uh, or the website we're using to record this, but hopefully this is coming to your ears now. Wait, yes. I'm, I'm doing fine. Chris. I have a sick kid at home, uh, but I'm doing I'm doing fine. Okay. How about you? I'm sorry, you have a sick kid at home. Uh, I am a little all over the place. Uh, I think part of the error might be that I have changed location. If you're watching this on video, uh, you'll notice I'm in a bedroom and I'm no longer in the room that I was in before. Uh, and this setup I got, I just threw together like as we were doing palms this morning. Every break, I was like, "All right, <laughs> I didn't have my uh, <clears throat> extra monitor, so you know this palm." Let me get my extra monitor. Oh my gosh, I have two screens now. I can get so much more work done. Oh, and let me get my little laptop stand. Ah, I got that. Ah, let me find my headphones. Ah, I found my headphones. So this is like every area of my life right now. Yesterday I was trying to find a shirt and it took me it took me 25 minutes to find where my clothes were. <laughs> and I hate living like this, but it's temporary and uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And then things like this, of the internet, I haven't tested it from this location before. And so it's, it's probably a, a Wi-Fi signal issue, but uh, yeah, it's going to be okay. Uh, what did you get into this last week? Uh, most of what I have done, I, I've had to prepare for a few different things. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today is that I am uh, sort of preparing for a doing a, a course um, in AI for JavaScript developers course. So I'm making this, it's going to be a video course. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that means. But uh, AI for JavaScript developers sounded like a cool thing to teach. And so that is that's what I'm doing. That's what I spent all morning doing. That's what I'm sort of planning and prepping for. I love this, and I would love to dig into it because the the book that you recommended, uh, which is something like TensorFlow JS for dummies yeah. or something, uh, Learning TensorFlow JS by O'Reilly. Yes, yeah. that one. Fantastic book. Really opened my eyes to being able to have a map of like, okay, these are problems that AI is good for, um, and this is this is a little bit more information than I would need of like how I would train uh, neural nets, and I don't really need to do that. But now when I'm in a situation like someone pitching to me hey is, is it would it be possible to have a uh automatic video editor with ffmpeg that could automatically follow a person's face as they're moving within their frame i can now contextualize like well i know that taking a frame of a video as a picture and asking an ml model to find me at the face and draw a box around it i know that that is a solved problem i know that that is like a trivial thing to do in uh ml so I can take that puzzle piece and slot it together with, well, in FFmpeg, I have my own domain expertise and how I can crop videos like that and go frame by frame uh, to be able to crop it. So my answer is yes, that is something that's currently technically possible. Whereas something like, you know, can you follow around a dog's face in this video? Uh, that would be a little trickier. And I would need to probably ask you like, hey, can I train a, a custom uh, machine learning model to follow a dog's face instead of a human's face? Or is there something like that that exists already? Um, so like I'm, I, I feel like you're making this for me. I don't, I don't know if I'm your target audience. I think you mentioned before that uh, you're building this for teams, but uh, I'm I'm very excited for uh, this course. And even if it's just like, if you just read to me the book <laughs> and went through and like showed me the examples, I think when I was going through the book, I, I uh, thought about doing something uh, similar of just like, I'm going through it as a student. 
um, that would be value add in itself. So adding to that your domain expertise of uh, almost being a grandmaster in Kaggle and uh, having your own fancy, very expensive graphics card. Like uh, th this is a course that I'd love to see. Uh, how are you thinking about it? What are the what are the challenges you're currently facing? What does that timeline look like? Yeah, so uh, timeline, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but um, for, yeah, challenges. So uh, you brought up a good point, which is, so this learning tensorflow js book is a great book um there are even a couple of like courses on udemy and a couple other things like video courses which basically cover tensorflow js but when i started thinking about it and that's kind of where i thought i was going first was like all javascript and just tensorflow js um the problem is that's like almost no one does that in production like full mm -hmm. stack javascript ai um what TensorFlow.js is really good for is for you can run it in the in a web browser, in mm. React Native, or in Node. And if you want to use a pre-built model, like you said, there's a face-following model, for example, then uh, it's great for that. Like mm. you just load up the pre-built model and you can run it anywhere JavaScript runs, mm. um, and it's great. As soon as you want to do, so the example that I gave you uh, was the dog-following one. So say instead of face he, following human faces, you want to follow dog faces. Mm. Uh, now suddenly you have to train a custom model. Um, you can use one of these backbone models as sort of like a, like you can just fine tune one probably. Like it's like a starting with a human face following model is probably a pretty good starting point for a mm -hmm. dog face following model, but then you need to train it on a bunch of dog faces. Mm -hmm. And to do that, the real, the best way to do it is to do it in Python and then port it back over to TensorFlow.js, um, mm -hmm. which is sort of unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And so what I've been struggling with this morning is like, how do I like what is what is the course like is it all JavaScript is it all JavaScript and I sort of you know tell you you know what you can do and then say but if you wanted to do a dog following one like you could do it in JavaScript but really the best way is to do it this way in Python and then not explain the Python part or do I have like a whole second half of the course which is like okay you know everything you can do in TensorFlow JS uh, now here's how you do it in Python and port it back to, to TensorFlow mm. so that's sort of what I'm what I'm trying to figure out is, yeah, do I just do all JavaScript and say, here are the limitations? Or mm -hmm. do I then say, and here's how you solve them. You've learned some Python, mm -hmm. do it in Python and, and port it back. Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Hmm. This to me is just sort of a core question of like, who is your audience and what is the problem that yeah. you're trying to solve for them? Is, it, uh, is this for people like me who are just sort of playing around with this and want to know what the potential is? Is this for uh companies who the boss is like machine learning we gotta say that we do something in ai so that our investors give us more money uh yeah. and they just need something to patch in there is this for uh you know a, a developer to improve their skills so that now they can come to the table in meetings and be like well i know what's possible now in uh, ai and ml so i can uh help you identify you know, right now we have humans uh, following dog faces by hand. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, and, you know, it's not something off the shelf, but we could invest this money in, in this project and be able to do it. Uh, who, who is who is the person who you're making this course for, as clearly as you've defined that so far? Uh, good question. Uh, I, I don't know 100% yet, which is... Which, so what, what I do know is there's some great resources at the free or low cost. So like the book was like, what, 20 or 30 bucks or something. And by reading that book, you can sort of get a feel for what's possible um, in JavaScript. So I don't think like, say I want my course to be, you know, one to $300, something in that range, mm -hmm. like at different tiers or whatever, then I have to go, you know, I have to actually solve real world problems, like mm -hmm. probably four teams. So that's where that team part comes into play. So yeah, like I'm a boss and I have a bunch of data and like we need to do machine learning. Uh, 
here person you know javascript uh now do some machine learning (laughs) so i probably have to solve that problem pretty well um so that's sort of how i'm thinking about it now but i also know that there are a lot of people who are just like i know javascript uh i think ai is cool and i would spend some money to know how to do cool stuff you know with ai and Mm so and there's even more i can talk about it if you want i have like i outlined like 10 different types of people who might want to do it and what they might want to solve and all all this stuff um and i yeah i don't know so it's just it's going to be more work on my part to figure to figure out what type of course i want to build um i don't want to what i don't want to do is say this is for everybody because Mm. that would turn into a garbage course i think like i I want to pick the top you know maybe two or three real use cases and personas and then do it for those people yeah yeah this is back to our thing about naming things if you don't have boundaries you know eventually gonna the course will include things like how to file your taxes and like that's right doesn't make sense um cool um i'm 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 really curious in this for me like i i i I had a real world use case that made me a lot of money of like because i knew about how to uh identify faces in a frame of a photo i was able to pick up this consulting job and make several thousand dollars and that was really cool I love the example of the dog faces. Um, can, can you paint me a picture of like, well, what am I trying to say? That course would have been worth it to me if you had merely read the book to me, uh, the, the TensorFlow.js book, because like the information that I got from that book would have been easier for me to consume if it was a video course. Um, and then I, I had a very clear ROI of like, because I had read this book, uh, I was able to get this $7,000 uh, contracting gig. Um, and so if that was a $300 video course that was easier for me to consume, like, yes, of course, the ROI is there. Um, am I one of your target audience personas? Uh, and and if so, can you can you make a pitch to me of why I would need to go down into that Python level Maybe an, another example, like the dog example of like, in in, what what are you doing for me? That's more than what the book did. Uh, given that, like, even if you just recorded a video course of the book, that would be worth three hundred dollars to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so the the biggest pitch for Python is that you know ninety eight percent of all AI is written in Python or something, mm-hmm. and so if you want to use that anything that anyone else has already written, then you sort of have to know at least enough python um to then get it into javascript um as an example there are new like say language models and there's new language models that come out like like every every week there seems to be another state-of-the-art one um if you want to use state-of-the-art stuff you either have to wait until someone ports it to you know tensorflow.js and puts it in the model zoo and gives you you know like a nice tutorial um or you have to learn enough python to be able to do that yourself which Mm -hmm. is not that hard um but in, yeah, if you want to have the best performance, then you have to be able to do that. So yeah, if you want to like use one of these state-of-the-art language models, then you have to know how to do enough Python to do that. Um, so that's the big pitch for it. Um, also, if you switch to Python, then you can use Google Colab for free to train on a GPU. Mm. You can't do that with the JavaScript. And so if you want to use image or text data, like lots of it, then you either need your own GPU or you have to use Python. Um, or I mean, you can rent one too, but they get expensive. Okay. The The... TensorFlow JS, I've forgotten the title again. <laughs> TensorFlow JS for dummies. <laughs> Learning TensorFlow JS. Learning TensorFlow JS. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
that that book uh if i remember correctly went through some of those things it went through like here's how you take a, a python model recognizing that the the python uh uh pytorch library and and models are a much bigger ecosystem here's how you take that and transition it to javascript and so here's how you train your own model in javascript uh when where are they lacking yeah so what it did so i have it here and uh what they tell you is how to take a tensorflow keras model mm -hmm. and load that in tensorflow.js um and the thing is you can just load those and so if the model is written in a specific way which is a tensorflow keras model then mm -hmm. you can just load that in tensorflow.js which is really cool but if it's a pytorch saved like a saved pytorch model mm -hmm. which 70% or something of all models are saved PyTorch models, not TensorFlow Keras models, mm -hmm. then you can't do that. Okay. You have to convert it. There's a couple different ways to convert it. Um, and you don't even know, ten you don't even need TensorFlow.js actually one for one of the ways. One of the ways is to use something called Onyx, O-N-N-X, which is like uh, sort of a way that you can save models that are, it's like an interoperable like model format. Oh. Um, so you don't even need TensorFlow.js. You can just save your model as an Onyx file and then you can load it in, in OnyxJS. That's really cool. JS. Okay. Right. So... Yeah, and so there's, yeah, lots of different things that I think you should know that are outside of the scope of just TensorFlow JavaScript. Cool. Okay, zooming out a little bit, like I love that you're doing this. Uh, this like, uh, especially pulling it, having the framing of that, like you're pulling it back to be able to run in a JavaScript runtime. I think that's uh, a, a clear choice. Like I don't think this is a course for people trying to make their own self-driving cars where you can have your own hardware and like optimize it and you really need it to run as fast as possible. And so you're going to use Python or something like, so, so to, to have the framing of uh, whatever you're doing, whatever the model is, it's eventually going to want to run somewhere that runs JavaScript, I think is a really good framing. That's uh, and then there's a lot of web developers and uh, a lot of developers know web development. So, pulling it back to this familiar place of javascript land i think is a, a good framing um and then if you can if you can take me just a little step further than this book takes uh or even if you just like say what the book says but you know that that trick of onyx is really cool that i can take all of the existing pytorch libraries and run into javascript I, I didn't know i could do that um that now unlocks for me this huge library of like Man, I'm not even from. I don't know if if, it, if I had to develop an app that like could listen to a bird song and uh, identify the bird song and songs. Or, I don't know. Uh, presumably, there are much more useful models in the PyTorch land. Uh, is there a term for that, like a library or like a like a <laughs> node modules, but for uh, uh, PyTorch? So, uh, no. Um, which is yeah, they're, they're it's like in a bunch of different GitHub repos and all the stuff. And the closest that you get to is something called Hugging Face. Uh, Hugging Face, which is if the Hugging Face emoji is their, their logo. <laughs> okay. um, and it's a company. Um, they just raised a whole bunch of money. And um, they've, been exi they've existed for a long time. But they are focused on language. Um, and so they have, a lib they have like a repository, basically, of all the language models. And state-of-the-art language models get on there in like a day or two. Um, and so, yeah, the, so like part of this book or this course i mean might be was basically going to be like go to hugging face find a model that you like and then you know run this script which downloads it from hugging face this is all in python by the way downloads mm -hmm. it in in uh yeah from hugging face converts it into the format you need and then saves it so that you can use it in javascript cool so that'd be part of it um there is something called tim t-i-m-m -M, for image models um which but like it's just basically a uh 
a list of models and links to the models um and the models are all hosted on like github or you know other file hosting places that appeals to me a lot that you can point me to these huge repositories on tim and hugging face what a funny (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's like hundreds of millions millions of dollars this is just the the tech world that we're living in it is it's like a billion dollar company amazing (laughs) yeah it's awesome (laughs) uh so so i didn't know either of those existed i think i've heard of the term hugging face before but like the idea that i could just go there and peruse through and see what's possible and see what the existing models are um and then you can show me here's how you pull these things into a javascript runtime uh to be able to integrate them into your app and then you know you as the developer just connecting tubes um and then if you needed to go a layer further if you needed to recognize dog faces instead of human faces uh here's how you would do it um that's really cool uh that that yeah that like doing nothing else i feel like that that's justifying the 200 dollars, 300 dollars price point yeah so yeah i think that's where i ended up thinking about it all this morning is yeah I, at first i thought i was gonna have to do a significant chunk in python and now i'm leaning towards yeah like you know just teaching enough python and enough python about the python libraries t- so that you can basically get the model and then bring it back over to javascript yeah yeah i like that and if you, i think you could just keep it self-contained at that and then like maybe just show me what would be involved if I was needing to train my own model. Uh, yeah. And, and like, this is the thing, like you can train the models in JavaScript. You can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just harder. The support's not as good. The like it's, so it's just a better experience to do it in Python because mm-hmm. all the libraries are there, but you can do it in JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably say something like that. Uh, and, and also like you can still learn all the concepts in JavaScript. So the reason I like AI for JavaScript developers as a concept is like learning AI is hard enough by itself. Mm-hmm. Learning Python plus AI together is like is confusing. It's like when I learned Rails, I learned Ruby and Rails together. Yeah. Um, or when people learn React, they learn JavaScript and React together sometimes. Yeah. Um, which can it's just confusing. So if I could teach you all the basic concepts in JavaScript, yeah, and then be like, it's ten times easier in Python. You should learn some Python too. Yeah. Um, I think that that's where I ended up. Okay, I like that. It's what what I'm hearing is that like. There, there's learning Python would unlock a lot more stuff to be able to do, like being able to train your own models on a GPU. And that's, that's like the way that everyone's uh, training their models on Kaggle and stuff. Um, yeah. And it's like, you can do it in JavaScript. It's just, there's way less, tutor- there's way fewer tutorials. It's a lot harder. There's much less options. Right. I, I think the core question of this course right now for me is, can you, can you justify $300 of value just in JavaScript or to get to that price point, do you need to also teach me Python to unlock more of those things? Yeah, that's good. I, for for some people, um, you could totally justify three hundred and more dollars because there are some like there are some things you can only do in JavaScript, which is like run in the web browser, right? right. So like you, you want to do face tracking in the web browser? You know, yes, you can do that yeah. in JavaScript. You have to use JavaScript, uh, and there's a model for it, and you made a lot of money consulting for it, and so yes so obviously the question is sort of like how many people actually does that apply to Mm. like so i'm gonna spend a bunch of time on this is it gonna be worth all my time Mm -hmm. um yeah okay cool i'm excited for it i'm i'm gonna be the first person to sign up for your course (laughs) all right (laughs) uh cool uh how are kaggle competitions going uh yeah oh i think i said yeah so there's one that's going really well um i i'm doing like five right now which is way Ooh. too many. Uh, I 
I can do maybe two, really okay. one. Like if I focus on one at a time, that's that's really good. <laughs> okay, uh, you're doing five. But there are, yeah, uh, there are several. I'm I'm doing I'm doing one really well, one okay, and three very poorly right now. <laughs> okay, and but I like them all. Um, actually, the one that I'm doing the best in is probably the one I'm less least interested in. But that's oh. a different problem. Um, but I'm on a team in that one, so like I feel compelled to help my team and you know everything. So okay. there's that dynamic as well. But yeah, so I don't know. It's just like taking on too many things, and uh, that that extends to Kaggle as well for yeah. me. <laughs> I feel that. Yes, <laughs> it's my core problem as a person, uh, which I'll get into later in in my update. Um, <laughs> does this need to change? I know I know a goal of yours has been to get Grandmaster status in Kaggle. Um, I think you needed two more golds to be able to get that uh i need three more i but well i currently i i very much hope that the one i'm doing the best in right now will be a gold yeah, we're okay. still in the gold range right now Great. um with just a couple weeks left so yeah after that i'll need two more but and all of them can be on a team yeah okay because you already have your your solo gold i already have my solo gold okay uh i'm not sure what your priorities are in doing this uh Kanka competitions are just fun and like it, it might yeah. You know, you're learning a lot about AI by jumping between them. Um, there's nothing like inherently bad to me that you're doing five at a time and uh, you know you, you have one that seems like it's in the bag uh, that's on a team. Um, well, it's <laughs> this is something that, so if you do much Kaggle, you'll learn. Uh, we are currently doing very well. However, that's on the public leaderboard. On the private leaderboard, we may be de- doing terribly. Yeah, and not yeah. Know it. <laughs> Okay. And that's the that's the worst feeling when you like you're like all right I'm doing I'm doing really well yeah and then you drop like twenty places or some people drop like a thousand places Oof. when the private leaderboard comes out yeah it, you can do that for sure um, we we don't think that that's the case like there there are sometimes signals that you know the there's gonna it's called a shake up right when you shake uh, up or down and uh, there are like sometimes you can know that there's gonna be a lot of shake up uh, this one doesn't seem to uh, trend that way but we'll okay. see yeah okay. Which this is the GPS competition? No, this is the patent one. The, so patent the GPS one, one yeah, yeah, yeah. The GPS one is um, uh, that's the one I'm doing solo so yeah. far. Um, and that one, I feel okay about that one because I that one ends like a month after this patent one ends, and so yeah. I'll have at least a month of like dedicated time. That even if I focus solely on the patent one right now, the GPS one I expect I to do pretty well also, just because I did pretty well last year, and I sort of, I th- so I feel like I have a leg up on other people because like even just reusing exactly what i did last year would probably get me at least silver so okay yeah do you do you want to change how you're doing this do you do you want to be focusing an obvious way to focus from what you just said seems like just only focus on the one that has the closest deadline uh yeah i mean well so yeah i don't know if i need to change because you're right like it's all fun (laughs) like i'm not you know it's not my job or anything and so um focusing on the, the closest deadline is good except if you always do that you'll always only have like you know a month or even a few weeks for a competition yeah and the real way to get really good is to spend like two or three months like three months is the maximum amount of time like that's how long the competitions are okay so if you spend all three months on a competition that's when you get do really really well like it you know top five kind of places um so i don't know If, if i want to do really well i should focus on one at a time for two to three months yeah so okay well i don't know you need <laughs> you need two more gold i think it's like an objective yeah. goal that you have seems yeah. like as long as there's not a huge shakeup, uh you probably have one of those uh oh, no, I, so i need three more you need you need three more yeah so yeah. You, you probably have 
this one more. I probably uh, have one. Yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then you'll need two more. Of the other four uh, competitions that you're in, are there two that stand out as like the most probable that if you really worked on it and focused on it that you would get two more gold? Uh, oh, the GPS one. GPS, of course, yeah. yeah. When, and then well, after that is actually one that I'm not doing right now, but I think I could do pretty well in. Uh, so we're going to do another one. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, the other ones, I don't think I can get gold into the other ones I'm in. So Okay. Yeah. I think, like, the the entrepreneur answer to this is, like, brutally cut away anything that's a distraction. So, yeah. Uh, other than the patent one, the GPS one, and the new one that you have a high probability of getting gold in, stop working on all the other ones. If your goal is Pro- to become a great master as quickly as possible, but, like, I don't know that that's your goal. Maybe your goal is just to have fun and learn different techniques and do some things that are, like, audio-based and uh, get, get more of a broad scope of things for the course. Yeah, I think that's my goal. I just have such a drive, like, in other things as well that it feels bad to be like, I'm okay getting, you know, like, this last one, one just finished, the bird one finished, and I got, like, 300th place. And I'm yeah. like, am I okay with that? I Like, I learned a lot about audio, yeah. and I just, I didn't, you know, I didn't spend very much time on it, and that's why I got 300th place. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm okay with that. I don't know, because I did learn a lot. So. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> is, is the problem here just that you're judging yourself for not getting first place and everything? I think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Dude, yeah. it's fine. You're, you're having yeah. fun. You're learning new things about AI. You can recognize snippets of birds in an audiogram file, histogram, whatever that, that graph was called. <laughs> Spectrogram. Um, yeah. Spectrogram, yeah. It's amazing. You're, that's, you're a wizard. You're able to teach a computer how to think and recognize patterns, and uh, I think that's really cool. Cool. All right. Cool. I'll take the optimism. Great. <laughs> and, like, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna get grandmaster like this oh yeah i'll get the, yeah yes, yeah I will. yeah and it's not a race like you're not trying to get grandmaster so that you can get a job or something uh right. yeah no I, okay yeah just keep keep doing your five different things and it's fine <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, all right cool uh i have three things that i would like to talk about all right first two are personal and the last one is more professional but also kind of personal uh the first thing is i got engaged Got engaged right. yesterday on Labor Day. It was very romantic. Uh, Sarah and I went to the spot on White Rock Lake, a beautiful lake near us, where we had our first kiss. And uh, on the date where we had our first kiss, uh, we got Thai food. So we got Thai food again. I think I ordered the same thing, uh, the duck curry. It was very good. And uh, Sarah set up this cool little tent, and we had a bunch of photos in it from moments in our relationship and uh like cool little lights and it was facing the lake and this cool little alcove and ah it was great uh and then i gave her uh a ring that i made myself and that is I awesome was so proud of myself it did not go it what i had an image for what i wanted it to be and yeah. it did not fit that image but i ran with it um but i'd like to talk about that process a little bit uh because i try to look through everything through the lens of like sass and like optimization and stuff um and it was really cool that like this was a brand new skill that i have always wanted to learn how to do and now i have this great opportunity to learn how to do loss wax casting and so i i do it and looking back i way over invested in the stage of this process that was the design and the like Mm -hmm. 3d work um i made like a mathematically perfect model of a ring and then I gave myself like two days to go from, I have the printed model of it. Uh, oh, and the resin 3D printing stuff also. Like I, I really nailed that part of the process down. And then I gave myself two days 
to be able to go from that castable resin model of my perfect ring to have it be in metal. And that was not enough time. That was not very good time allocation on my part. Uh, and it ended up that like all these little stupid details I was worried about of like, ooh, I want to make sure this is like accurate to the micron of like exactly yeah. this thing does not matter at all if like the later <laughs> stage isn't like when I when I casted it. I think the problem I had was so once you have the the wax version of the ring and you put plaster in it, uh, you have to vacuum up all of the air bubbles out, and that part didn't work. I didn't get all the air hmm. bubbles out, and then you need to bake that in an oven. Uh, so that all the wax evaporates and all the wax did not evaporate so what happens Mm. then is you get these little occlusions and like imperfections of like once you pour the metal in it's not filling in places that it should be filling in because there's wax residue still there uh so it it came out uh lovable but as imperfect (laughs) as uh i am and sarah is in our relationship so that's that's the spin i'm putting on this uh and uh once i polished it looks really good and like it's (laughs) i feel like if you showed someone this ring and you were like can you believe christian made this all by himself in a microwave i feel like they would say yes i can believe that (laughs) Um, but like it is identifiably a engagement ring and uh there's there's a a moissanite half carat stone set in it uh i wanted it to be one carat but the prongs didn't fully form and so there just wasn't enough room so i I used my backup uh stone that i got and uh yeah i think (laughs) i think my lesson from that is like i have improved so much in my life in terms of project management of being able to you know work on something like a cackle competition not right up to the deadline but you know stretched out and then be able to prepare for it and spend you know a month or two working on this thing and I still have ways to improve that of like, I think if, if I had taken 10 minutes and just done like a, a project outline of like, okay, there's there's these six different unknown processes in this ring making process and I wanna have it done here. So let's start by going back a week and I'll have a week of buffer time. And then let's take the five different processes and roughly split up like, okay, I have a fifth of my remaining time for each of these unknown processes. Uh, I, I think the end result would have been much better because I would have given myself much more time to figure out like, why is the wax not evaporating fully? And, oh, maybe I need to get a, a proper burnout oven instead of a microwave for this particular step. And so that'll that'll uh, fully burn off. Um, and I think then the, the end result would have been much uh, uh, bet. I don't want to use the word better. It yeah. would have been more, closer to my image. Your idea. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but like overall, man, this was such a fun process and I love just picking up a brand new skill and, uh, I know how to make rings now. Like I, I can make little <laughs> things out of metal from a design in my head. I can 3D model it and print off a resin thing. And then I, in, in several different metals, like in copper and silver and, uh, brass and gold, I'm able to take that abstract image of a thing and cast it in metal. And I think that's really cool. Uh, any thoughts on getting engaged or the process of making yeah, it? Yeah, several thoughts. Uh, the first is like, uh, oh, what do I want to say first? Uh, the first is I'm reminded of the story, which probably isn't true, but that is often repeated about the pottery class, um, which is, you know, yeah. pottery class and half the room is graded on the perfect, like one pot, the perfect yeah. pot. And the other half of the room is graded on how many pots they make in a, yeah. in a semester. And the ones who 
make or graded on as many pots as they could make actually ended up making better pots because they did you know a hundred of them and the ones who were graded on the single best pot they you know were trying to get the perfect pot from the beginning and ended up you know not doing as well yes um so what you you so on one side you you should have made 100 pots and uh (laughs) and and maybe that the final result would have been better um but I would say that, uh, you know, every time uh, she looks down and see this ring with the imperfections and stuff, she will say, oh, my goodness, Christian loved me enough to make a ring. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that is now part of the story of the ring. You know, it's not like the purpose of an engagement ring is not to be perfect. It is to get engaged. Yes. <laughs> and that's what you did. Success. So, uh, so <laughs> success. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, exactly. So I think that's great. And uh, you learned a new skill. And it's also like it is it is so very you to want to make a ring enough that you make it for, for <laughs> you know like so no i think that yeah that's she knows what she's getting into you know yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> um i love the the reference to the parable of the pottery class and actually i i had that thought while i was trying to fix printer errors in the the earlier stages because uh i was i was getting all these errors and printing it of like pieces of it would be missing just like in the resin and uh, I, I was getting really frustrated and feeling like, ah, it has to be perfect. And I remembered, ah, wait, parable of the pottery class. What if I just try to print 40 of them? Uh, yeah. And so with that mentality, I, I started to think much more like, oh, well, I really just need to improve the the system of being able to do a print. I need that to be easier. Okay, how could that be easier? Well, if I had a bigger trash receptacle for this stuff that, you know, because that takes a lot of time right now. I'm trying to cram it all in this little jar and if I had a bigger one that that would, okay, let's do that now that reduce the cost of it. Well, if I had my alcohol in a spray bottle instead of in the bottle, that, that would make it faster. Oh yeah, cool. If I had a tissue box instead of paper towels, that would make it faster. Um, and then by doing that, I was able to do many more iterations and then figure out, oh, I need my printer tuned for the settings of this resin. I didn't know that was a thing that you needed to do in resin printing, uh, but that makes perfect sense. That's sort of a thing that you need to do in um, standard 3D printing. So cool. Uh, and I, I, I was <laughs> I was looking at all the, the uh, toxic trash that I made after this uh, and saw like <laughs> roughly 30 different rings that I had printed in, in different stages of perfection. And like that part of the process, I feel like I did really well um in in embodying this mentality of like just the the iterations matter much more than uh getting the perfect thing um but then i just ran out of time at the end to be able to like if i had done that with casting it in metal i feel like i could have gotten something really good um and i intend to like uh you know we still have the wedding rings to cast and uh those are gonna be great gosh darn it because <laughs> i'm right. gonna do like i'm gonna make 30 of them in brass and uh then uh, and brass is a much cheaper metal to work with. And then in the process of doing that, I'm going to like iterate and see like, okay, well, what, what's the slow part of the system and how can I, how can I improve the, the process of making this as opposed to trying to get a perfect end result. Um, and yeah, I think that that will make a, a much better end result. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll have a great superpower of being able to make a really good thing out of, uh, like, like the whole, the whole system now will be ironed out that I've done, I've done every stage of it a hundred times yeah. so uh I'll, yeah the 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 entire complicated pipeline will have the same level of perfection as currently the, the going from the design to the wax print does um yeah so i'm looking forward to that cool uh since we we're just talking about cattle competitions too it's this is actually exactly how you should approach cattle competitions um mm. one thing that people especially newcomers see is the, the the teams that win often have very complicated models that are like ensembles so like averages on top of averages you know lots of different models and very complicated and they do all these pre this pre-processing and post-processing steps and stuff 
and a common failure mode is for newcomers to try to do all that from the beginning mm. um it's like try to have multiple models and pre-processing post-processing and all this stuff when really what though the way those teams you know evolved was and, and the, the best way to do it is to start with the simplest thing that you could possibly think to work mm. and get that working okay now add a little bit more and get that working mm. okay and then you know like so iterate from there and so that's sort of like the build 100 pots thing it's like you you build a hundred different models, not all at once, but you kind of do it, it in an iterative fashion. And then mm-hmm. you can really see what works and what doesn't. And by the end, you have this really complicated, you know, ensemble of models, but it was built up slowly over time instead of all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of tried to do, you, you did the first part the right way, but then this, the second part you sort of did all at once. But uh, yes. yeah, now you know for next time. Yeah. You know what I'm reminded of too, is the uh, method of reading a book in the book, how to read a book. I just said the word oh, yeah. a lot. Uh, but it's uh, in, in the, the, model of how to read a book from the book how to read a book is to <laughs> go through the entire book at increasingly more verbose levels of resolution so the very first time you read the book you read like the cover and the table of contents and that's your first pass you've now read the book and then you go one level deeper you you read like the chapter headings and you skim through and if there's any interesting diagrams or things in bold you, you kind of stop and skim that and if there's any words you don't understand you yeah, write down those words and uh, you just get like a, a basic scaffolding. You haven't you haven't like understood the book yet, but like that's a very different process than starting from page one and just trying to go through linearly. It's uh it's how a oh, I think it's how a JPEG uh, renders versus hmm. a bitmap. I think a bitmap as it's come this isn't really an issue anymore cuz internet's so fast, but I remember in the uh, dial-up era uh, if an image was a BMP, it would start loading in the upper left and then just like slowly crawl across until, you know, it, and, and, you know, the pixels up there were perfect. It was forming the full image, but like you had no idea what the full image was until it got like halfway down and you were like, oh, okay, this is a picture of a tree or something uh, versus a JPEG load sort of incrementally uh, where, you know, it, it loads the whole image, but it's very low resolution and very blurry. And then the second pass, it's like a little more clear. And then, you know, on the second pass, when the BMP would have loaded like the first 10 lines of pixels, uh, you can sort of tell that the image is like of a tree uh, in a JPEG. Um, so that's a great method of reading a book. And I think that's also something I'd like to keep in mind when doing any sort of arbitrary project. Uh, I, I think if I had started this from like, okay, let me run through the entire process. Let me just like, I'm not gonna learn uh, how to do 3D modeling yet. I'm just gonna download a ring that's already made and I'm going to okay. print that and then I'm going to cast it in bronze and that's that's day one I'm just going to do all run through all that uh, and then okay this is bad because of these four reasons like the print didn't turn out well and uh, then when I did the casting there were these occlusions okay let's let's go one layer deeper in all those things fixing the, the biggest problem uh, and if I had gone through the entire process like that sweeping um, I think it would have been less work and the effort that I put into it would have had higher yield. And then if I want to dive down into like, okay, let me make this perfect mathematical representation of a ring in, in uh, OpenSCAD, I can, but like, that's not, that's not an unusual level of detail compared to the other stages of the process. I'm, I'm sort of like pushing all of them down at the same time. And then if I choose to improve one of them, it's, it's not way out of whack with uh, my skill in the other areas of the process. Um, and that's something I really want to apply to file inbox <laughs> and like <laughs> software work. Uh, this is a really good transition. Um, I'm now engaged. Uh, Sarah and I are talking about like getting married, building a family. 
And uh, one of the areas of that that is a little spooky to me is like money. Uh, I've yeah. lived most of my life only having to worry about myself and like having enough money to buy paramotors and things. Uh, and now I'm thinking about like, man, it sure would be nice if like Sarah and I had the option available to us of like sending our kids to private school or like buying a nice house in a nice neighborhood with a nice school district. Um, so I have my sights set on like, how do I make a lot more money? And I want to apply this model of making the ring to that problem. And I'm not sure how to do that. Uh, I think it, I th <laughs> so like right now I feel like I'm making the same mistake in file inbox of like, man, all the work I did this last week. Um, and the week before that was all on like, how do I make the perfect transactional email center? And I feel like that's analogous to, ah, uh, how do I define the perfect ring in code with open SCAD? Uh, like I'm, I'm fixated on a part of the problem that is important and that is technically interesting, but that's sort of out, out of balance with where the other parts of the project are. So I feel like what I should be doing is running real people through the app as it currently exists. And then they'll be able to highlight for me, like, actually, we don't really care about transactional email, like a plain text thing with just a single link would have been fine. Uh, what we really care about is, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> and so you should focus on that instead. Um, that's something further down the pipeline that I wouldn't have seen, but like, because I was so fixated on this earlier stage and, and trying to make the perfect pot instead of just like, okay, let me, let me get as many pots as I can. Uh, and I made a mistake. So uh, what I'd like to set my sights on is like, I, I want file inbox to be making 20 K MRR. And I would love if that happened within 12 months. And I think that's possible because that's like two and a half Xing uh, revenue. Um, and everyone I've talked to at microconf and like explain the situation, they're like, oh yeah, you can do that. And I'm talking to people like Rob Walling who built like multi-million dollar companies and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's, I, I just want to, I want to not make the same mistake as I made with the ring. I want to not like run out of time and not have enough time to do this. And uh, I want to make sure that I'm not over-investing time in this overly technical beginning step. Um, and I would love your help in doing that. How do I... I don't know what uh, like I, I want to be able to define this is my time frame and uh, what are the different parts of that and let me make sure that I'm allocating enough time to each of these stages and uh, trying to do the entire thing instead of just one little piece of it uh what are your thoughts yeah so um yes you need money to start a family <laughs> so that's good <laughs> to, to want more money um I can help you in that like so we've been doing co-working together right and i think you know as a sort of you know impartial third party i can tell you you know if you want me to i can help you keep you keep you on track um it's a it's sort of like be careful what you wish for because yes i could tell you that writing a bunch of transactional emails is a big waste of time yeah. uh but you like doing it and it is nice and you know stuff um so i don't know like uh i guess think about maybe what you would like me to do because i'm willing to do whatever you know you mm. want to for me to help you um I can definitely lay out like, you know, the next steps that you should do that aren't transactional email um, and help you do those things if you want. Um, one way you could think about it is if you are actually switching into this mode. So one of the problems I have with the, this kind of mode is like, I think like forever now, all I'm going to be able to do is like maximize revenue and I won't be able to do anything fun with my app ever again. Hmm. And I think you'll probably fall into that mindset also. Hmm. Um, so... 
I think a concrete goal is great because, you know, like you want to get to 20K MRR in 12 months. If you get there faster, then you can then switch back to doing all the transactional beautiful email you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's your goal. And if you decide to shift into that mode, then, you know, really shift into that mode, um, which means doing what you know is better for MRR and not, you know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of said a lot of things there, but, but like, does that make sense? Do you want my help doing that? And do you actually like for real want to switch into that mode? I'm reminded of our conversation not 30 minutes ago about your Kaggle competitions. I'm like, do you really <laughs> want to be focusing on them or, or like, are you right. having fun doing uh, multiple at once? Um, and I hear that. Yeah, that's like, I really do enjoy doing this transactional email thing. Like it's a, it's a blast. Um, so what am I, what am I really after here? Like, and you know, with the, with the ring project, like, I mean, I enjoyed every stage of that. I think I just got a little too fixated on the, the, uh, modeling and the, the 3d printing part. Um, I just needed to like smooth out where the work was a little bit more. And I think it's going to look similar for file inbox of like, uh, I've had this model for, since we started this podcast that like, ah, I just need to do a little bit more development work and then I can start on marketing. Um, and I think that's my mistake. I think like. I think like tomorrow I should do something in marketing and uh, I've had in my head that, you know, the something I'm doing in marketing is talking to customers and I kind of have pipelines for that now. And, you know, Rachel helps me uh, schedule more of those interviews. So like I'm kind of doing that badly right now. So maybe that's enough. Maybe like I'm, I'm talking to enough customers. So I think the next, if you want to get to, if you want to get to 20 K in 12 months, it's not enough. (laughs) You, You just said maybe that's enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I need to, I need to better improve my process of talking to customers one of the ways i could do that is having like a button on the website where people can just sign up and call me um that's not something i have right now that i think would make a lot of sense like on the enterprise plan um and and i think and then that's like talking to potential customers i I just need i need to open up the the fire hose of like conversations i'm having with people um i need that to be happening more frequently um Okay. You also need it. So one thing I know you need to do that you haven't done yet because it's a mental block for you is actually getting people onto the new version. Yes. Is that possible now? Can people actually use the new version? Yes, but there's no transactional email yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, Brian used it and he just like checked the website. Um, yep. Yeah. What's, what's the minimal number what's if, like if yeah you have i one guess person pe- using it, you have one person using it right yeah okay so people can use it so people can use so, it okay yeah so who can you reach out to who is a warm contact like brian yeah who you can be like i know you use my current thing i would love for you to try my new thing it okay. doesn't have these three things but you can use it today and it's better in these three ways um is it better for customers <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a painful question i is it better for customers? I want to think it's better for customers. Like the, the interface is better, but like functionally, no. Functionally, hmm. not yet. Because like the the Rails version of File Inbox gets things all the way to your Dropbox. So like you don't even look at the web app. Um, and there's some bugs it has of like, if you send a whole bunch of files, sometimes it falls over. It's partially due to scaling problems, but yeah, no, the new version well, 
for people like Brian who need like this very special component of being able to record a video in the web browser, that's something that exists on the new thing that doesn't exist on the old thing. Um, okay. So, so it's it's better for him and it's better for people who need to like record a video in the browser. Um, do you know Do you know of anyone else who needs to record a video in the browser? Not offhand, no. Okay. I kind of built that feature for him. And with this hunch of like, there's a lot of people I've seen who uh, have like birthday party videos of like uh, having a special event and recording a video in the browser. But like, that's not a good customer. That's not. <sighs> that's a one time. Yeah. That is a one time thing. Maybe I shouldn't have even built that feature. Ugh. Harsh realities. Okay. Uh, I want to focus on getting people on the new platform. I, you know what? I, I would love for you to talk to any warm customers, say three, three warm customers. Okay. And by warm, I just mean they'll answer your call or your email or whatever. Okay. Um, so you sort of know them and be like, hey, could you try out my new thing? Yeah. And don't even say why it's better. Uh, just say it's going to be the new version. I'm slowly switching people over to it. Could you try it out? Yeah. And just see what they come back with. Like, okay. maybe they don't care at all that it doesn't sync to Dropbox. Uh, yep. Oh, that's a pretty big feature. But don't think of that. <laughs> just, you know, like, <laughs> like maybe they don't care at all that whatever. Um, that's what I'd do. Yeah. Cool. There is a customer that comes to mind who was asking me for a feature of like, can I include uh metadata on responses in the in the transactional email so i'm like i'm like a palm away from that the transactional email thing that i have been implementing is actually connected to the responses getting sent out so i think after i connect that like now the new one is better for him than the old one uh and i don't know that he cares that it doesn't sync to dropbox yet and I promised him I was going to get that done last week and then sent him another email that was like, oh, hey, that's not going to be done yet. So, yes, that's that's exactly who I'm going to talk to. Um, cool. And so then I so can run do that. It. And then if he says, oh, it doesn't sync to Dropbox, say, okay, I'll make that work for you. And then make yep. it work for him. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. Yep, yep. it doesn't have to be a perfect generic solution. Like, make it work for him. Um, oh, you know what I love about this so much is, like, the customer is the, customer is the pot, right? <laughs> I'm running the customer yep. through the entire pipeline. And then I just, I, like, ferry them over one at a time until I have an automatic ferry that's that's going every time. Okay, that's a that's a good thing to focus on. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. Okay, now a bit, unless you're going to talk more about that, I was going to ask a bit of a meta question. Yeah, please. Which is, what I just did was sort of mean and probably didn't feel very good, <laughs> but I can do that to you if you want. Um, I do think you want I really me to do like that for you? Yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't okay. feel good, but I feel good that, like, I have a clearer path forward of what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, yeah specifically the hard question of like is this is the new version better for customers <laughs> like yeah. i really hate that the answer is no <laughs> sure all right after putting all this work into it it's much better for me and it's much better for me to be able to do things that are helping customers but like yeah unless unless it's something specific like that i have implemented a feature that someone needs uh until i get like dropbox and google drive integrations up uh no currently the the new version is worse uh, it, it does not take files all the way from the web browser to uh, cloud storage. Uh, all right, good. All right, thank you. I will. <laughs> I will. I will begin to start pushing you more. Unless thank you, you both. be like, uh, no, no thanks. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know.
Thank you. Um, I also feel I feel super hypocritical doing it because like I could ask myself the same questions and I know what questions to ask myself and I don't for want sure because I'm like no 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 for I sure to, it's so much I easier to go person that is for you. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. cool. Uh, I have one more thing I want to touch on, which is uh, my personal life is all over the place and I hate it. Uh, I mentioned this a little bit at the beginning of like, you know, I, I assembled my desk back together this morning uh as we were doing palms um and there was a so like all most of this last week was spent in uh either making the ring or moving out of my old place which was just a lot of like moving stuff and feeling exhausted at the end of the day and like i couldn't do anything else and like all my stuff is in boxes all over i spent 25 minutes yesterday looking for a shirt because i couldn't find my clothes and i hate that uh, and like this morning trying to find my microphone and my desk and getting everything uh, plugged back in it, it sucks uh, that compounded with there was a uh, family emergency last week that ended mm. in uh, Sarah and I hosting my brother-in-law and sister and nephew uh, adorable nephew uh, in what is supposed to be my office so ah. until and that's going to be until we get back from traveling uh, so I'm in the master bedroom right now with my little uh hobo set up for my office uh and it's just it's just hard and uh i i'm reminded of when i was listening to the podcast episode i think it was three or four about me getting my wisdom teeth out uh and in the moment talking about it on the podcast i was like ah i you know spent two days recovering from it and then i felt terrible because i wasn't able to uh, be productive on the third day and listening to it now I'm like calm down dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just had sir take the week off like yeah it's okay like it's 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 much better in the long term if you like take care of the stuff you need to when you're doing it and then after that basic stuff is taken care of uh, get back to uh, doing the the longer term work stuff when you can focus when there is the time and space to be able to do that um, so I think that's the advice that I'm wanting to give myself now of like, I feel kind of bad that I only spent an hour and 32 minutes in the last seven days uh, working on file inbox. And like, I'm confident that listening to this episode a month and after from now, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, you like moved and made a ring and like got engaged. Like that's enough. You don't, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else done. Amazing. That's, that's all you need to do. Um, and you know work now on clarifying your life and getting the things in the place where they need to be and then you take a breath and then you can go and have your full focus be on uh working on stuff but like uh if, if you're trying to do all of those things at once if you're trying to like get a bunch of file inbox work done at the same time as you're spending 25 minutes looking for everything that you own uh that's going to be a recipe for frustration uh so like take a breath organize your stuff uh have have enough stuff going that like you're you're staying on top of email and that sort of thing but uh yeah i I don't need to be doing everything all at once that is yeah good to tell yourself good to have the perspective um also not to scare you but it sounds like you want to start a family at some point uh the other day i spent 20 minutes looking for my kids shoes so <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> like <laughs> once you have kids that's, that sounds like my life yep uh, all the time so there's that also <laughs> i am telling myself a story right now that uh i'll be able to develop systems where kids shoes never get lost i'll have little like air tag trackers on each one or something i don't know <laughs> oh it works great when they're like you know under one 
but when they can actually move their shoes to other places <laughs> yeah ours were yeah it's uh yeah all your systems go out the window when they can oh, do man. stuff themselves that's uh that's hard mode i'm reminded of like leveling up in a video game of like the game changes oh there, there was a really good game called uh spore have you ever played spore i heard of it it was supposed to be like this big it reminds me of avatar like it was yeah. supposed to be this big exciting adventure and then it turned out to be like eh. yeah i really enjoyed it uh because okay. I, I got it when i was really young and uh hadn't had a lot of experience in playing video games but it, it the game happens in these really interesting stages you start off in this like protozoan stage and it's this game of like you're the cell and you're trying to eat cells that are bigger than you and you can get these upgrades like ah flagella so you can move faster or uh chloroplast so you can get energy from the sun or something um and then as soon as you've done well enough at that game that you can move on into the next stage the game completely changes it's no longer Mm. this two-dimensional thing where you're swimming around it's now this game of you are uh this little land dwelling animal and you're trying to uh and you have like a little community of the animals like you and you're trying to like eat other bigger animals and like make more babies and grow your population and then once you've gotten to a certain stage in that game the game completely changes again and now it's about like uh civilizations and you're, you're trying to like migrate and have little tribes and take over opposing tribes and then after you've migrated that stage the game totally changes and now it's like the space game where you're trying to go out into space and do stuff um so for me like i feel like i've done really well at the game of like staying personally organized and <laughs> like having systems for myself of <laughs> here's how my where my things go um and in trying to migrate that game game of like how do i do that with a family the game totally changes it's like the things that i've yep. done have prepared me to be able to do that but like it wouldn't make sense to continue playing that game forever in the same way that it wouldn't make sense when you're playing sport to like continue with the protozoan phase for you know <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to play that for six hours knowing that there's there's all these other uh levels of the game to unlock that are very different games that like migrating to those other games you sort of lose the advantages that you had and the the skills that you built up in the earlier stages but like uh it's it's there are bigger games to be playing so uh i'm i'm excited to start the next level of this game of life all right cool well congratulations and good luck thank you uh i guess that's it i'll see you next week all right bye cool bye